Welcome to the New Wave Entrepreneur, where we dive headfirst into Web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So jump in. The water is warm and the tide is rising. Gearing up for another episode here, and I got to remind you that this one is important. You know, we talk on this show a lot about the things that are, I guess you would say, the most directly important to entrepreneurs. We talk specifically about making money. We talk about investing. We talk about what's happening in the world at large. And a lot of the new wave is focused on financial stuff. And I think that's very important. But remember, when I made my decree, or we'll call it like my my manifesto for what the new wave entrepreneur really is and what it means. By the way, you can check that out on my Substack. When I made my manifesto for what this means, my my main focus was on three pillars. Yes, the financial new wave, but also the personal sovereignty aspect of all of our lives. And with that personal sovereignty aspect, also an element of spiritual and psychological freedom and sovereignty in that. And this is why I want to emphasize the fact that none of the stuff we talk about on this show really makes a damn bit of a difference if you're not mentally healthy. It's just, it's just the facts, guys. And one of the, I think, most characteristically unhealthy groups of people, especially mentally, is entrepreneurs. You know, we've been trained over, you know, years of watching social media and watching uh, movies that that portray uh, capitalism and uh, entrepreneurs as gods. We've we've come up with this idea that hustling yourself into a corner, that working yourself to death and that being disconnected from how you feel is going to allow you to work at a more productive level. And I know that for me early in my career, um, I was definitely part of the crowd of, you know, the hustle mentality, the grind and the just get it done out, uh, you know, outlook on life. And there is an aspect of that that is useful and required when you're building something, but it does have its downsides and it's not, it's not a sustainable long-term way to live in my opinion. And, you know, over the years, I found that out the hard way. And I've also found that my working and my working so hard has been a way of avoiding more important things in my life. And yes, there are more important things in business, surprisingly. And so today's guest, Amanda Bucci, is a very close friend of mine. I love her dearly. And, um, you know, I've, I've gotten the privilege of seeing her evolve over the past five to seven years uh, as someone who really, truly cares about not only the the work that she's doing, and she does phenomenal work. You know, she's coaching people. She's basically putting on workshops. She's developing programming. She's developing a software right now. Um, but she's done a great job of finding that that sweet spot in her own life between extreme personal fulfillment, mental health, and business success. And that's why I think it's so important that you hear this conversation with her today. So that is what we have to look forward to. And if you haven't already, please, this is so important. Go check out my Substack. If you can go to newwaveentrepreneur.com, click on the very first link on that website and you'll be taken to my Substack. Now, yes, I am housing all of the recordings of these podcasts, all the articles that I write. Well, most of them that I write for the public are going to be on this Substack, but there is a whole community growing of my premium Substack members and we are putting out unreleased podcasts. I'm putting together courses that are going just for premium members. I'm doing merch drops. We have a Discord community. It's a whole growing community of people who understand that this new wave is here and want to learn how to surf it and want access to all the stuff that I'm putting out that I just, I simply can't put online anymore. And partially because I've been getting shadow banned by Instagram. I'm sure that YouTube is coming at some point. Um, I'm sure that the other social platforms are only a matter of time. So we're creating this intentional space to communicate with each other and to share information that is just not publicly um, acceptable in some places. And it's not like weird, nasty, bad stuff. It's just talking about the real shit. It's talking about what's really going on in the world and devising strategies for developing yourself financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all that good stuff. So make sure you check out newwaveentrepreneur.com, head over to the Substack, become a premium member and join this community today. Now, Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So the first thing I want to say is uh, a lot has changed since 2017. 
uh, yeah. personally and then just globally. And Quite a lot. Can I just uh, ask you, what is your uh, what is your mood right now? What is your state? How are you feeling? I am feeling skilled. I feel like everything I've been through, I've been developing a lot of skills to navigate a lot of stuff. And I feel in this season of life, a lot of the really hard things that I've navigated, both in business, in relationships, in friendships, and with the world and everything that's been going on has been like this incubator of like heat where there's not an option to not grow and to learn how to how to deal with it all. And in this moment, I feel like I've had some like really cool patterns, not cool patterns, hard, hard patterns and the like things that have been like cycles that I've been experiencing. We all go through cycles of learning and development and you can probably sense that you're still in many of them if you are and you can sense which ones are closed because you finished that and you're embodied in that now. I feel like a lot has kind of like come to a head and it's like, okay, Amanda's got this stuff now. There's some That's interesting. stuff that feels complete. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I want to ask this with, and now I feel like I'm in my journalistic mode. With cycles in our lives, in our businesses, are there clear, you know, the, the, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm reading this. I was telling you before the thing, I'm reading this really uh, enlightening and depressing book, this new Ray Dalio book. And he's like, when there are revolutions in the world, there are never clear defining uh, years when they start and stop. They, you know, we only know looking backwards where there are revolutions was happening at a certain time, although you do know when you're in it. So when a war is starting, you never know, well, this is the day in the year that the war is starting. You might know when you're in a war. And then sometimes when a war ends, it's not always clear when a war is ending because there's a lot of like um, loose ends and chaos that even that that, right. that follows even the end of the official uh, war. I think the same is true personally. How do you yes. determine when you're going about to go through a cycle, when you're in it, and when you're out of it? That's a great question. I feel like there's definitely definitely more clarity about being out of it. Um, but I also don't believe that we're always out of it. Like there's no part of me anymore that believes, okay, I'm I'm never going to have to deal with that thing again. Right. Like there's some, there's some things like the way that I kind of think about personal development, for example, is, and like the onion example is fairly overused, but like the, re the reason that I think about it is because my core pattern that I've been working with in my life is people pleasing the fawn response. Um, and my core work has been around clearly defining what my needs are, what my boundaries are, what my desires are, and being able to speak those with conviction and clarity and be able to navigate the parts of me that I don't want to navigate because they feel uncomfortable. I will probably never struggle saying no to going out to a party I don't want to go to again. That's like the tip of the iceberg of that pattern, right? Like That's because you moved in... from LA. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? But 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 in inside of myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, for sure, for sure. Different environment. Yeah. No, I understand. Um, Different environment. But yeah, I, I will probably never deal with that again. That's very easy for me now. But at one point, it was really, really hard. It was like one of the things that I was like, oh, I'm really tired because I keep saying yes. And I don't know how to say no. And it's hard and blah, blah, blah. I probably won't have to deal with that again. But there are still cycles and things within that pattern. The whole spiral idea that the pattern itself is a spiral. And you keep learning. And especially as you transcend the more surface level foundational pieces of the pattern and you go up in life or you go forward or up or whatever directionality you want to relate to it. Um, there's still going to be some of it, but in terms of like feeling like it's closed to me, there's more of like, uh, it's less of like it's done in my life and I'm never going to deal with it again. And it's more of like, I am so aware of one, how to spot the pattern before it even starts, how to minimize the, like the things in my life that would bring it back. And if I do find myself in situations like that, again, I am so clear that I know how to navigate it. There's like this self-trust of like, I got this no matter what I've developed the skills. No one can take those skills away from me. I am good. So even if it comes back, even if it's present again, I'm like, I know how to do that. Okay. That's really, that's interesting. Can you give us some specific examples that you've Glean. Yes. Mostly for me. And I'm just thinking about like your, your program that you posted about your, your, um, new wave entrepreneur program, or I forget what it's called, yep. but you were like, yep. all right, you're going to need, um, information <laughs> about crypto, jujitsu, 
mental and emotional stuff, and maybe there was one other thing. So you know, guns, psychedelics, all of it's all psychedelics together. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I definitely don't have the jujitsu or the gun stuff. I should probably learn that stuff. But you're in Texas, you gotta get one of those. Yeah, I know. Um, But I definitely have the psychedelic stuff. But I have like the mental, emotional stuff is like I've got a system for that now. So regardless of what happens to me, whether there's you know, I'm in an open relationship. So there's been a lot of like attachment and stuff wounding to, to navigate some pretty deep traumas in mine and my, my fiance John's relationship that have been brought to the surface to be healed. Things in business that are, that are challenging or becoming an author or, or starting a podcast or having people cancel you online. And like all of these really emotionally kind of intense things, I have a system to handle that now inside of my like internal processing that like I know what to do when so many things arise. Like I know how to navigate my anger. I know how to navigate my sadness and depression. I know how to look at my my ego and my projections and like what I might be making up about a story because I'm in pain. I know how to access my intuition more seamlessly now because I know how to remove all the other stuff on top of that, that makes it hard to decipher and just discern like what is intuition versus what is just my ego saying like, yeah, that's, that's my intuition. Right. So that's, that's what I mean by that. I mean, yeah, I know you have a degree in spiritual psychology, right? Yeah. It's a certification program. Yeah. Certification. Yeah. And I mean, so let's just talk about some of these uh, things you brought up, whether it's sadness, uh, anger, fear. I know some of the things you do, like I'll watch some of your stories. You'll be like, I'm purposely breathing out the anger right now. Or I'm like, I'm playing to release <laughs> the, you know, like what are some of the ways that you identify an emotion that's moving through your body and how do you learn to like work with it and not let it overtake you? What are some, some things that you do and some tools? Yeah. Yeah. Some tools for navigating emotions. I think the first one that's important for everyone to know is that emotions are the most natural thing possible. And in our society, especially with men, but with pretty much everybody, we've been taught that emotions are unnatural. They are something that are in the way. They are something that we should not bring to the table at work. They are things that, especially if you're a man or a masculine presenting person, you should not show them because then I started getting emotions last year. (laughs) Yeah. right. (laughs) I just just started getting them. They're great. Great. I, super fun. <laughs> it feels so fun. Yes, and there and and because of that, there's such little education for society and just like general people to feel it, feel okay having them and to know what to do with them. Like, what do I actually do if I've been repressing anger for my whole life and then I realize I have it? Like, how do I not right. lash out at people? How do I not scream at the top of my lungs and throw something at the wall or, or whatever? Like, how do I actually sit with it, deal with it and like be in my body? And that's a hard thing for like, that's like something that we're all, not all, we are moving towards more awareness of, especially with social media and and people in the, the therapy space blew up on Instagram in 2020 mm-hmm. or 2019 mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's been <laughs> no so shit. helpful. Yeah. In yeah, 2020 especially. Sure. Yes, especially, which is, you know, it's 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 helpful for people to be able to be like, oh, okay, I can I can do something about that. So first and foremost, it is the most natural thing in the world to have emotions, to navigate them, um, to feel them. And number two, um, there are things that we can do to to shift our states or to at least process. So the first thing that's super important is just any emotion is okay to have. There's no moral hierarchy to which emotions are good, bad, right, wrong. Anger is super purposeful. Anger, of course, we have to acknowledge, we have to, the third thing is to take responsibility for our emotional experience, which is a hard thing to do because oftentimes we want to blame people or sometimes there are people to blame and sometimes there's a system to blame and we can't always find the like thing inside of ourselves. It's like, okay, I am responsible for my, what happens in my own body. And even if it's not my fault, I am still the only person that can shift what's happening in my body. We can co-regulate with other people like hugging a friend or Mm -hmm. sex or petting a dog or like breathing with someone next to you or laughter. Like those are all things that really help 
Um, we can, that's how we're set up as humans. We co-regulate with one another with yourself. There's an acknowledgement going back to point number two, that there's no moral hierarchy to any kind of emotion. Anger has a purpose. Every emotion has a story. Anger, for example, tells you when a boundary has been crossed and what your boundaries could possibly be. And like, what's a fuck no for you in life, right? You're like, this is actually something that I'm clearly so upset about that I have to figure out what all lives in this space. But there's actually information here about what boundaries I can set. So I don't move on in my life continuing to allow something like that to happen. And then we grow from that. And then we no longer have as much availability for things that we're not available for. And then our lives improve. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, um, just to, to kind of um, add to your point about um really understanding your own emotions and being okay with having them is that sometimes we are emotions can layer themselves. So you can be angry mm-hmm. that you're sad, that you're depressed. And yes. for right. someone who is like unfamiliar with the emotional terrain, they're not used to going inside. They might feel anger, but it's really because they're sad or it's really because they're grieving, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and so I'm actually getting emotional just talking about it because there's, you know, there's just, there's, there's layers that, we can go our entire lives without understanding why we feel a certain way because we don't have the tools, uh, especially, you know, the masculine. Um, we don't have the tool or, or the tools exist, but we don't ever even think about uh, how to uh, access those. Like like my dad, for instance, you know, he grew up in just the hood in Detroit in the 70s. And his conditioning and his programming from that generation is like emotion will get you killed, which is a response to right. living in a dangerous situation where if you show your cards, people will take advantage of that because they perceive you as weak. Um, right. So They'll weaponize his response it. to that, now, weaponize it. Yeah. So his response to that has been to be very, very hard and continue that. But then that's, uh, that's created situations where he's needed to have some emotional vulnerability and some awareness, and he hasn't been able to overcome that programming. And so there's a, a resistance now, which has caused a little bit of a rift at times. Yeah, for sure. And 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 I think that that's such an important thing to mention, both the emotional layering, like you can be happy and sad at the same time, or you could be angry yeah. and grieving, or you, like the, there's more than one emotion that can live in the room at the same time. And it can be really complicated. And this is why, and then the second part of it is like, oftentimes, that's, uh, there's so many situations in which emotions created vulnerability and that vulnerability was either taken advantage of or weaponized or it was just made to not actually be safe to feel and right that is like so much of all what so many adults are going through right now it's like it actually yeah. isn't okay to be vulnerable and that's where working with um professionals and therapists is really helpful because it could be that your therapist is the first say what we call in the personal development world, safe space, which is like, oh, this yeah. person isn't going to criticize me, judge me, try to make it about them, try to fix me or do anything that would make me close up and wall off again. And then that wall around my heart can slowly come down. And we're like, oh my God, it's so helpful to finally feel. This yeah. is also where psychedelics can be a really helpful tool. I think you, know, you probably talked about this a bunch, but um, I think it's helpful to have some sort of emotional awareness and regulation tools before you begin using psychedelics because it can be sure. very complicated <laughs> and even more interpretation to kind of like cognitively process like what the fuck just happened and how do I make sense of that? I think that there's a level of like emotional regulation, foundational stuff to learn and processing and cognitive awareness of how the mind and the brain and the body work before you get into that space, because it can just allow yeah. you to have some foundational, like making sense of, and like, I can handle this solid foundation. It's like, you know, climbing a mountain with no training. You're just like, oh, I'll just put right. on my gym shoes. Yeah. It's like, uh, you could, sure. you can do it. It's just really hard. Um, and you're I think probably totally going to die. <laughs> you're probably going to die. Uh, your, ego, your ego will definitely die. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting too that like the the body. I think that we really we really see our our bodies separate from our mind and our emotions. So we don't yeah. put a lot of stock into how we're feeling affects our physical the physical vehicle the animal part of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is something that's 
uh, become really fascinated with me with the concept uh, and the, the the whole series of research around human design, uh, which we haven't yeah. talked too much about on this channel yet, and I, and I will, you know, at yeah. some point. Um, but you know, one of the core theories around human design is that the body has its own innate intelligence that is mm -hmm. separate from uh, the intellectual intelligence of the mind, and it's learning to integrate yeah. the two. Uh, that will allow you to live a more harmonious life and make better decisions. And yeah. the body oftentimes knows things before the mind or will, or the mind will not, will purposely tune out the body. Uh, so yeah. they're in disharmony. Anything yeah. to speak on that? So much. I think that when I first, when I first was learning to access my body and like describe what I was feeling in it, I remember so specifically, it was, it must've been in, 2017 um i was in Ages vegas with ago. my friend so long ago what is it almost 2022 yeah <laughs> um i was with my friend ashley in las vegas and she was um helping me through a breakup and she had gone to the same spiritual psychology program i went to so she already and already had some more just like emotional awareness and she was like let's meditate and like listen to the voice in our head and like see what it has to say and i was like <laughs> okay and okay. And I just, she was like, what did you say? And when we got done, I was like, nothing. I was like, I, there was nothing. She was like, oh, mine, you know, mine told me to um, eat more mindfully this week. I was like, okay, I don't, <laughs> like, I truly could not conceptualize Didn't how she did that. Mine. And that's because we're so over identified with our minds. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, the way that our societal programming is set up to, validate and um, reward and validate those who are super intelligent and who have achieved a lot of things using their mind yeah. and accomplishments. accomplishments and ego and the, the ego is the mind and the, um, the way in which we over identify with our mind leaves us really mm -hmm. disconnected from our bodies, which, which in my, <laughs> in my ayahuasca journey that I did, I had one memory of feeling like I was aware of the human animal in the way that it fits into the ecosystem of the world. And I was like, oh, our bodies are yeah. literally working so hard to just not spontaneously combust in this in this world. <laughs> yeah. Like I felt like, oh, wow, yeah. we have to be at the perfect temperature. And if we're not the perfect temperature, it does all this shit to make us get back at the perfect fucking Automatically. temperature. Automatically, without us even knowing what's happening, like doctors spend their lives studying how the human body functions so they can do their job and putting it back together when it's they off. still don't know 98 and they still of don't it. know 98 yeah. percent of it there's there's a whole theory that we have junk dna that just like doesn't do anything <laughs> which is hilarious and i'm just like i think that's the majority yeah. of my dna it's so junk dna junk. <laughs> yeah it's, it's like trash. you can only use a certain percentage of your brain and the rest of it like we don't know how to the get rest of it's copy pasted <laughs> just just junk emails it's 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 um 80 percent of the neural pathways code from our body to our brain and 20 percent go from our brain to our body so our bodies are constantly sending information, processing information, doing, of course, the physiological and chemical, all of that audio automatic processing, but it's also re directly related to how we feel, what we do, our mental health, our emotional health, the way that our like lives end up getting set up the way in which we attract partners, the way in which we create businesses or don't create businesses, the all of the things in our lives, our bodies are like interacting with our environment. Mm -hmm. And there's mm -hmm. so much information that when you start to study this stuff, which is like what you and I have been doing for the last couple of years, it's like, I am so fascinated by how the systems of energy work, how the emotional bodies work, how the spiritual body works, how it all relates to the physical body and how we can so unconsciously be creating the environments around us without even knowing what our bodies are doing. Like our bodies are doing so much without our awareness. And I, I am personally in the last year or so um, understanding like the human animal in terms of, okay, how does my body react, contract, or expand? Or how does my tone of voice change? Or how does my mm -hmm. system, how does my whole system react when 
a certain situation happens or something. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. for example, if let's just use the example we were talking about before the podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, somebody screenshotted my high ticket pricing for my nine month mastermind and put it on Twitter. And they were like, Amanda's a scam artist. I'm going to call the cops on her. And then various people, yeah, well, various people made videos about it. What are you going to say? All that stuff. And because I, I, this has happened before and for all the stories aside, the context aside, I had to sit with what was happening in my body and how I was like, okay, there's a level of like awareness I have about how to do this because I've been on the internet for so many years and I know how to relate to people who are sharing things that are out of context. I know what to do in my body, but there's definitely some level of threat that I'm feeling. So I'm like, ooh, my body is feeling a certain way and I have to figure out what to do with that. And like those feelings are what drive behaviors. Right. So I'm like, if I'm feeling fury, I could just fucking respond and be like, blah, blah, blah. You suck. Let me do this. Let me sometimes do that. Sometimes that like, feels not... good, though. Sometimes and it feels sometimes good. And sometimes it feels good. And it's okay. Sometimes. Um, I but... like being evil sometimes. Oh, totally. I'm super into being evil every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> every once in a while. Every once in a while. Especially if it's just like some. In my book, I'm, I'm breaking down the difference between a critic, a troll, and a hater. And like Ooh. trolls are just like, yeah, it's very fun. I know. Nice. Trolls are just trolls are just agents of chaos. Like they just don't even have an agenda. They don't even care. They're just like, you're a fat bitch. Like, okay. <laughs> thank All you. Right. You know, yeah. it's just agents of chaos. Um, so all to say, with <laughs> the lack of awareness of what your body is actually doing and the over-identification with your mind, there's actually so much you don't know about yourself. And when you build the awareness of more of what that actually is, you can have more leverage over it. Who's fucking with Amanda Bucci? Get their coordinates. I know some people <laughs> in Portland called Antifa and they wear they wear big black boots and they come around with baseball bats and they fuck anybody up who's not in a complete alignment with justice. Justice. Okay. Three things came up yeah. while you were talking. Great. I know I talked a lot. One. Yes, it was good. Uh, One, it's interesting that we are so, I guess, willfully ignorant to the different frequencies that are happening in the world uh, that are happening around us. For instance, you know, we only have a limited bandwidth of sight. We only have a limited bandwidth of hearing. So our perceptional frequencies, you know, are very tuned into the human the human channels, mm-hmm. but even yeah. animals, dogs, cats, birds, they all hear and see different things. So it's stupid to think that what we see and what we hear and what we feel is all that's going on. Yeah. And in a certain way, uh, sometimes psychedelics can help to unlock some of those frequencies and channels because you start to see, perceive things differently. Um, mm-hmm. And and so that's just an example of even with your with your brain only interpreting certain things, knowing that there's more than just what your brain is interpreting in the present moment, which mm-hmm. which relates to the fact that your body is going through its own internal processing that we we constantly tune out because we value intellectualism, we value um, you know like the precision of the mind. The mind likes to be very precise, binary, yes or no. So that's the first thing. So think about nature and how there's more than just one spectrum. You know, yeah. uh, even, you know, what humans, they say they're on the spectrum, you know, perceive things differently than a, than a yeah. quote, neurotypical human would. Right. You know, right. And, and is that, is that wrong or is that a different type of perception? So, right. and the mind wants to just, yeah, the mind wants to like make things, what is the normal and what right. is outside of normal? And because the human ego is so strong, because we're so over identified with our mind, humans say humans are normal. Everything else is wrong. And whatever humans right. want is is the North Star, which is what's fucking up our planet. <laughs> yes, we're all going to die because of this. Um, it also brought up a, a nice riff by Alan Watts. He was talking about, yes, you know, just the autonomic boy. functions. My boy. I wish he was my grandfather. I would just, please <laughs> love me. Um, read me a story. Hey, you read me a story, Alan. It's much better than this Ray Dalio, which is all doom and gloom. Um, but, but Alan has this whole riff about, you know, how everything is happening automatically um, and he says, you know, when you're breathing, are you breathing or are you being breathed? Because mm-hmm. you can choose to take a breath consciously and that's, you can feel yourself constantly taking a breath, but every other time you're not thinking breath, 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 you're just being, and so the body is breathing itself, 
yet we are so tuned into the mind being the master of things. And of course, the brain is the thing that's controlling this thing autonomically, but the body has its own intelligence, which you, you can even go into things like uh, the chakra system, or you can even look from a scientific perspective at the gut being the brain, you know, mm-hmm. of the of the body. So there are all these different centers of intelligence outside yeah. of the brain, and we don't give them enough credit. Right. And then in going back to the climate change stuff, just all of the stuff going on globally, I think the more that we can continue to get it in touch with our bodies and value the body and value the other systems outside of the mind. I think that will help so much because it will remind us, Oh, Oh, nature. Let's come back to that. Well, you know, it makes me think too, with the, with the state of us being so obsessed with the intellectual vehicle, which I think the intellectual vehicle is what's allowed humanity to break apart in some ways from the rest of the animal class, even though we're still, part of that uh, and we're mm-hmm. not the only intelligent animals watch some videos on fucking octopuses have you ever seen oh vid- on the netflix special my octopus friend that, or whatever that, it was i think a few of those <laughs> they're nuts very yeah. into- and if that's not an alien that's an alien that's clearly an alien look at these things I mean, clearly aliens you yeah, know? I mean, fucking everything um, in the ocean is just wild. Yeah. Oh, especially <laughs> have you ever seen like the, like the deep deep sea creatures with the crazy lights on their head and the the teeth? Super alien, like nuts. And what's really the difference between space up there and space down there? It's the, it's just the inverse, you know. We, yeah. It, it's it, and it's probably just as as uh, as infrequently traveled. I mean, we can't really even go down there. We don't know what's down there. Yeah. We don't know what's down there. There could be crazy <sighs> things. There's Probably crazy things down there. Crazy shit down there. You know, it's like we, we go with our little Charles Darwin and we categorize all the species on the planet. Like we know everything that's on the planet. How do we know every species? We don't know every species on the planet. It's impossible. Yeah. We yeah. think we're so smart. We have our little museums and we have our little drawings. <laughs> humans are cute like that. We're so cute. We think we so know. Cute. Um, but that also made me think about the obesity epidemic and how we're disconnected from the body. Because we're all up here yeah. and we value this. But then it's just so interesting that like you see doctors who are overweight and smoking and you're like, but you did all the work on this and then you're not even paying attention to this. And you would have mm-hmm. signs in the form of blinking warning lights to stop doing that. And yet we, mm-hmm. you know, McDonald's just has a line wrapped around it every morning. Yeah. I drove across the country twice and the one constant was McDonald's. Interesting well, fun fact. It's a, it's a good business model. I mean, you can't knock the business model. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, great, <laughs> great real it. estate play. They kill it. They're, literally, they're killing us. Literally. Um, literally. Literally. What was your third point? Uh, you had a third I one. Think those, I think my that was brain my third is... point. It was frequencies, Alan Watts, obesity. Those are my three points. Oh, gotcha. 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 Yeah. And even obesity, health in general. I'm definitely not a health expert. I'm moving into learning more and more over time. There's so many things to learn about with your body and yourself. And I am fascinated with like, understanding as much as I can on every pillar of the human experience because it's helped my life so much. There's so many things in my life that like in in looking at that stuff, and that's the thing about looking at it is that you have to deal with what happens when you look at it versus pretend it's not there. And that's a whole other hard, you know, it's like pick your hard. Um, but what I think is cool about just coming back to the beginning of like closing loops is that when you look at things And you choose to go down the journey of understanding it, investigating it, learning about it from an intellectual perspective and also as an experiential perspective, um, practicing with it in your life, whether it's practicing how to set boundaries or practicing um, being more in your body or being more present or um, resolving conflicts with people or showing up for yourself more and all those things. When you practice those things, you integrate them more into your life and you actually can get to like this embodied state with them where you're like, I know how to do that because I stopped avoiding and pretending that it wasn't there. And I feel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that's been the coolest thing about my life in the last couple of years. And I'm so continuously fascinated because there's so much to learn and there's so many places to grow and to feel good and to, have lots of pillars of your life actually feel good rather than things feeling like you can put a straw on them and they break. Are there any good books you could recommend to get started in this world of thinking? I like Body Keeps a Score. It's Everyone it's keeps I haven't read it yet. Everyone keeps talking about it. Really? This book. 
I think it's a great one for skeptics or people that like don't under like that. Like it's a great intellectual understanding of things. So you can like bridge that gap. It's not super esoteric. It's very scientific. Um, it's all about the nervous system and trauma and how all that happens. Um, my book will be very much so about all of this stuff in relation to being a content creator, social media, business purpose, all of that stuff. So that will be coming. Other books like Ego Wise, um, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle is, is good to understand good how the ego yeah. functions. Like knowing how the ego functions is so helpful. Um, just like get you started on like, okay, I can separate from my thoughts. That's a thing I can do. Got it. That's helpful. Okay. I'm not my thought. I am the observer of my thought. Yeah. It's interesting that, you know, if the more of the type of work you do, you can go your whole life, like, and you're driving this car and then you realize, oh, there's like this button that does this, you know, oh, yeah. I can, like, if I turn the wheel like this, I can go in a whole different direction or there's, you know, I didn't know the air conditioning was over here. And it's like, wow, there's, you know, um, there, there is an, an endless unfolding of possibility as you study yourself. A lot of times we're focused outwards because outwards mm-hmm. where we feel like there's going to be achievement that's based on societal approval. Um, yeah. And if we exactly. focus internally, uh, a lot of the external stuff doesn't feel like it matters as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Although we still yeah, are, we're still playing the game, but you know. Of course. And I, um, I've heard this before many times, but I saw a TikTok on it recently and it was just like easily explained. It must be to true me. then. Super true. Um, it's just the be, do, have model or the have, uh-huh. do, be model. So like we are taught societally that when we have what we want, um, be, do, we can we can do the thing that we want and then we can be the person we want to be. So it's like when I make this money, I can do the thing that I want to do and then I can be the person I want to be versus when you go backwards or inverse. It's when I become the person I want to be and I focus on my internal world I can do the things I want to do and have what I want to have. I think that at the core of that, uh, most people, if we're just talking from the business perspective, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening to the show or people who are mm-hmm. entrepreneur yeah. uh, leaning. I think that one of the big assumptions <laughs> around business is that uh, money and success will create emotional security. Mm-hmm. And I have found personally and from uh, experience interacting with people who have lots of it, that it's those aren't always correlated at all. That they, no. I, I think that there's a level of like, I can re- remove the problems that I think are problems in my life, which are like I don't have a big enough house, or I think there's, I think that there's definitely something to say about financial scarcity and like having oh, yeah. enough to live. Totally oh, yeah. helps remove a lot of the. You get yourself out of a state of survival. Out of survival, That's right? Out yeah, of survival yes. mode. Once you're out of survival mode, everything else is just extra. And right? but survival mode, the barrier to get out of survival mode is not the is not the I need to make X million dollars. No, know? no, and no. People are shooting no. for that, you know. Yeah. And then the people yes. who get there sometimes still feel like they're in survival mode because then they're competing at a game where they feel that, I'm like I'm sure. Yeah, that's what I felt. You know? When I when I yeah. got there, I was like, "Oh, I'm actually still like I got there for me, I got there so fast. I, I built a really big audience really quickly when I was 23 on YouTube. And then once I started a business, I made a lot of money really, really quickly. And I didn't have the infrastructure to support it. And I didn't have the emotional infrastructure or business infrastructure to support it. So I had to invest in mentorship um, at a really high level to like support what I was building, which was like happening really fast. And that stressed me the fuck out. I was working way too much. <laughs> yeah, I hit yeah. burnout at like 26 years old. And I was like, what am I doing? Good I don't even really, you. do I, do Got I want quick. this? Yeah, it was, it was, Most people it was burn out at 40. You really went, you went fast. No, I, I, I shot up there. I was like, but it was really <laughs> definitely getting caught up in the, getting caught up in the, the ego game of it all, the matrix game of it all, feeling like, I was in competition with so many other people in my industry. And if my business just got to this profit amount and we just got to this level of stability and like the, the these things are making money so easily that it's like not hard anymore. I thought that everything would be okay. And then I had to really stop myself. And I, there was a few people that told me, I think like people like you and John and people who have like been there before, they're like, it actually doesn't slow down. <laughs> it's yeah, not really how no, it works. There's no break. And now after that, that, that 
that cycle for me, I was like, okay, I am done with this cycle in like 2018. I have to learn a new way of existing to make sure that I can make the money I want, build the businesses that I want without getting there. And I realized, um, and what I focus on with a lot of my clients now is like, if I'm not in alignment with like my energetic structure, which, which is like, for me, very feminine flowy. I'm definitely, I got a lot of great organizational skills and I can get shit done. But if I don't have like, and not, not even just enough rest, but enough, like let like minimal rigidity and obligation, I need to be creative. I need to be able to stop things if I want to and pivot to the next thing. So there needs to be like a level of flexibility there for me to not feel so constrained. I need to have less stuff on my calendar I need to like figure out like how my system works and then build a business that really matches with that. And then also focus on pleasure and feeling good. And like, I get something out of this. I I have a free exercise for entrepreneurs on figuring out their core drivers, which are Mm -hmm. like, what are you actually motivated by? Are you motivated by wealth building for your family? And like, is that coming from a place of like, groundedness or is it coming from a place of trauma or are you motivated by self-expression or are you motivated by legacy and if so that changes what decisions you make like if you're motivated by legacy you're probably going to like go slower and like build things really really well versus if you're motivated by I don't know something else you might go a little bit more quickly and like be playing and experimenting and like I don't need it to be exactly what it's going to be forever right now. I just want to figure myself out and I'm going to like try new things and it's going to be lighter in that way. So knowing what you're actually motivated by and then also understanding how your system and structure works while also acknowledging that it's not fixed, it's flexible, but you can't, it's kind of like dating someone. You can't date them or marry them for their potential. You have to acknowledge where they're at. And That's like, what you think. Is... <laughs> what do you mean? What I you saw think? the potential 10 years ago in my life and it's already paid off. I'm just kidding. Great. <laughs> I mean, you're, you've been married for longer than I have, so you would know better. No. Okay. So I want to just say that this is an important point because the entrepreneur, the cult of entrepreneur, which especially online um, is a very, the cult, isn't it though? I mean, you know, look, you know, when I started on Instagram in 2014, uh, that's when I think entrepreneurship as a social fad and a phenomenon was becoming even more popular. And, you know, with voices like Gary Vee out there, which, you know, I, I personally muted Gary Vee on all channels and I don't have any dislike uh, for him as a person. I just can't stand the messaging. Yeah. It makes, makes me sick. Like not, not again, not Gary as a person. Sure. He's a nice person, but the messaging makes me want to hurl. I can't because yeah. it clashes just something that it just, it's like hearing a really discordant sound, like a screech. Ugh, I can't, handle it. It's, it feels right out of alignment for me. And, mm-hmm. um, but I think, I feel like that was a lot of the entrepreneurship messaging online for a while and probably still is. So I imagine yeah. for you, it felt pretty off and awkward to feel like, well, I'm going in entrepreneurship. This is what they say that it should feel like and be like, but I don't feel like that. So am I doing something wrong? And I'm I bet a lot of people feel, uh, like that in their own lives, especially if they're in the entrepreneurship, yeah. uh, you know, the journey, there are different ways to create success in this lane. Not everyone's going to be an Elon Musk, but we look at them as the pinnacle because they're making the most money and they have the most visibility, you know, but personally for me, Jeff Bezos life sounds like a fucking hell hole. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever, ever I'm in a million good. years would I want to do that ever. You know, mm-hmm. and, but that's yeah. the pinnacle. And if you're not pushing in that way, I don't want to start a billion dollar company. I don't want to. Have you ever watched Succession? They don't look happy. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're super not. toxic. <laughs> they're pissed. The whole they're pissed about everything. You know. Yeah. So yeah, very true. Yeah, I actually had a thought about that this morning in a weird way. Like the weird thing about social media is if you want to start a business. Social media can be super helpful, but then you get caught up in the entrepreneurship. Here's what entrepreneurship is and isn't, and here's how to do it, and here's how not to do it. And you're like, oh, I feel it's, yeah, but then also you can feel like, (laughs) you start to feel insecure, like, am I doing it wrong? Is there a right way to do it? And then you start to feel like, let's just say you own a brick and mortar, like donut business, and you're following online entrepreneurs, and you're like, should I be doing making courses doing a bunch on of- donuts? <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and and it and it's funny because it's just an additional thing that we have to think about with social media is just be aware of what's happening on a collective level and like check in with yourself like is that is that for me is that something that i'm going to take i see that this is happening and these people not only care about this thing there's part of it that's good and helpful and people don't say things unless they think it's true but what are the the dynamics of this what are the consequences of this what can i just check in with myself of like do i even want to build a business and like make it my purpose or do i just want to feed my family and like feel good do i need to like have a have a big like i am saving the world mission behind my business or can i just make some fucking money yeah and i yeah and that's you know i, I think a lot of um a lot of us are confused about what we want because we see what appears yeah. to be like the, the prizes that people get for following these certain rules, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whether it's followers, that's a prize. Like if you say a certain thing, you'll get more followers. Yeah. If you share a certain yeah. message, you'll get more followers. But then if yeah. that is, yes, is not, that. is discordant with how you actually feel, you can only do it for so long before you're just like, this feels gross and I feel all fucked up about it. Yeah, that's very true. It's so unconscious too to like, and I've definitely observed myself doing that in the business world, not recently, but a couple of years ago, just like, oh, these people say things like this. And let's just say like the girl boss energy for entrepreneurship. And I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> oh, people like that. Sarah hates that. She hates yeah. it. <laughs> I don't Messy like it either. I actually I was like, should I be that kind of, is that the thing to be? I, I just didn't get that there was like, First of all, it's self, it's self, it's self discovery. So I wasn't, I didn't know that it wasn't me, but it didn't feel right when I was doing it. And yeah, that's enough. Yeah. That's but enough you information. Are, you are a girl boss, though. That's so weird. But not that vibe. Not that vibe. I but love, you, I love our friend Natalie and Danielle. I fucking I know, love I know. them. They're amazing people. But I could go on the Boss Babe Instagram and like read it in a certain tone of voice, and I'm just like, yeah, it's yeah, so totally, funny. Totally. Like, yeah, messy vibe, yeah. get it done, or like, Namaste, fuck you, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly love it 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 works and it's also authentic for some people but it's it it doesn't mean that it's wrong it doesn't mean that you're wrong it just means that there is a way to do it that actually feels like it's coming from your your own personal voice versus like this collective i talk about when i teach my clients copywriting i'm like stop with the collective bullshit and like say it like you would just say it to a person you know yeah like join a community of like-minded people which is fine, but that's just the, the collective thing to say, right? Yeah. Not like these people that are going to be coming into this space are going to value this, this, and that. And if you're looking for people that actually give a shit about what you give a shit about, this is the space for that. Versus like <laughs> saying the same thing everybody else says just because it's easy. It's very, well, it's also sterilized and vanilla, you know? Super vanilla. Because it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really hint at any type of uh, emotion. It just, it just tries to like get the conversion, you know. And people based gla- on, glaze you know. over that. Like I think the more people come on social media, the more content creators there are. People are just become more and more refined. Like we just glaze over vanilla and general and undisconnected so much more. I think we're so much more sensitive to that. Ten years ago, five years ago. You could say like the same basic shit everyone else says and like make a hundred grand. <laughs> just like for sure. Yeah, well, here's like the t- template. Is helping with that Gen Z. Gen Z doesn't give a shit. Gen Z's yeah, they're great. We they're just <laughs> putting up just just horrible selfies online, photobombing themselves. Yeah. Doesn't look pretty. You know, millennials yeah. are like, you know, even beginning of Instagram are like, you know, filters, poses, you know, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Page has to have a certain look. And I mean you can still do that. But it's that that's not a requirement to be taken seriously. And a lot of times the weirder you are, the more attractive it is because people are like, oh, well, they're obviously not lying about how weird they are. So they probably wouldn't lie about the other stuff. Exactly. I remember I was um, doing my Black Friday sale last week. I I was like, I'm definitely going to I need to post something today because it's a day before the launch ends. And I want to remind you that it's ending. But I have five minutes before my next call and I have calls for the next five hours. So, like, let me just throw some shit up. I was saying this to people out loud in my stories. And I was like, lazy marketing for the win. And they were like, we like this so much better. (laughs) 
great. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you. It's very, yeah. But it's true. People are like, yeah, just tell us how it is, you know? Which I think yeah. you do a great job of. You just fucking tell it how it is. The other day you were like, I don't feel good today. Bye. They're <laughs> 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 like, that's, that's honest. Yeah. I you're like, you know. that, that's it. That's all. <laughs> why do I? Yeah. Why do I have to say anything else? You know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that, and I, and I think that's, I think that's true. I think that people respect you more when they can see that. Um, uh, Nassim uh, Nicholas Taleb has a great, you know, idea in, in this his book Anti Fragile, and he talks about, mm. um, he, he talks about avatars and how if you have a job that has a certain avatar, like you're a police officer with a uniform or a doctor with a uniform. Right. Uh, you know, there is a certain type of decorum and communication style that's expected of you. And right. if you and if you fall outside of that communication pattern, um, people will take they'll they'll be upset or, or freaked out. It'll be weird. And you'll because you, you'll you're fragile in that way because you have to right. act a certain way. But the artist archetype is someone who can have any way of expression because people don't have them inside of a box. And, yeah. um, so they're, they're in that way, they're anti-fragile because they don't have something they can't do or say, and therefore it frees mm-hmm. them up a little bit. Almost if we think about our friend Kanye West, you know, it's like, yeah. he can just do, he can be Jesus, he can be Trump, he can be hood, he can be smart, he can be dumb, he whatever. can be funny, he can be a designer, he can be a rapper, he can just do, he can marry Kim, he can do whatever he wants to do. And people are just like, okay, Kanye. And I mean, you know, It's not about Kanye West. It's about the archetype of he's anti-fragile in that way. And, you know, if we want to talk, I I actually think Trump was anti-fragile in a way because he doesn't, he wasn't subscribing to the political avatar. So that meant he could go on Twitter and say, fuck you, China. People are like, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And like, people people like that. People like Uh the anti-fragile because it gives them permission to acknowledge that. take them down. You know, yeah. they couldn't take yeah, him down because he's true. like, I can do whatever. You know, I was yeah. on The Apprentice. You know, it doesn't yep. matter. And yep. that's Very there's true. power in that, though. The weirder you are, yep. if you fart in public, what else will you do? It doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's very true. It's like, yep. and, but everyone farts. And I think farts. people are starving for that. Yeah. yeah. People, are, people you know? are starving to be be that themselves. And I think when yeah. public figures are like that, people are like, whatever you do, I might have, it might be polarizing and I might have an opinion on it, but ultimately like you're giving me permission to do the same thing in my life. And I don't want to be stuck in a box either. And I think social media is doing that. I have a friend who's a doctor and she's like young and hot and goes to festivals. And she's like, I'm a doctor. I have my own practice online and I'm also going to post myself in slutty festival outfits. And that's all going to (laughs) be just okay. And it's like, she's starting a doctor revolution. And I think it's great. It's harder for women too because there is the, then the avatar yeah. of what a, a good, respectable woman's supposed to be, which is don't show anything. Or if you show something, now you're in that permanent box where it's like you're in the slut box, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's like you can't be a doctor except and for in the some slut people. box. Well, except except that's what niching is, which is like some people are going to put you in those boxes, but the people that don't are yes. definitely your people. Yes, for sure, for sure. I'm talking about even if you just look at like American culture at large, you know, it's just like yeah. we have, you know. Um, I don't know, Amber Rose in the slut box, you know, but it's like, and and even after you overcome uh, certain, you know, perceptions of you, people still will see you a certain way. Even, I don't know if you're following this, you're probably not, probably not following this, but um, uh, Deion Sanders, ex-football player, uh, brought in Brittany Renner, bundle of Brittany, who's this big, uh, you know, girl on Instagram to talk to his football players about how women like her will take advantage of them. When they start getting rich, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, you know, I'm not following <laughs> so, that. right? Yeah, you were you were you watching that, and it's like, um, no, I wasn't. No, I, yeah, I just saw it before before the interview, and it's like she's an example of an avatar of someone who, even if she was completely different in her everyday life, people have put her in a box of right. you are the man eater, slut girl, Instagram thought. Totally, but we, totally. but humans want to label things too. We want to be able to label things. Yeah. And makes, it makes I think it that more sense. We, we are, we are evolving to recognize how labelless we can truly be, but we still want to label things because that's, that's human beings. Um, I'm going to go pick up my nephew pretty soon. Uh, the last question I'll ask you is, do you think America is going to go into civil war? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't, where, where else could it go? 
What are the other options? <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading. The, I'm still listening to the book, and, and he keeps talking about the um, like the cycles. And he's like, you know, once you're in, because there's like phases. And right now, apparently, according to him, we're in phase five of six phases. And oh, there's like a there's like a there's like a, a one in three chance based on like a thousand years of history that we're gonna go into either a cold or a hot civil war. And I was like, I was like, um, great. I was like, Ray, you're you're not talking about how we can go back. I want to go back on the cycle. That doesn't happen. There's yeah, no option like, for I that. I was like, what? I was like, what? What about going? Why do we have to keep going this way? Can we go back to the '90s? Because that was pretty chill. I think the only way out is through. Yeah, I guess <laughs> That's so. What they say. I guess so. Through and and then crypto. I guess I don't know. So I've been crypto saying crypto and he- crypto and healing and psychedelics are the crypto future. healing and guns. I guess. But everyone has to go through the dark night of the soul if that's what's going to happen, right? Like, that's we're not really there yet for so many people. America yeah. has to go through its dark night of the soul and have a fucking awakening. And Well, you know, and, and to it's, be fair, it's happening. you know, we, we've enjoyed, I mean, our childhood was pretty, yeah. pretty all right. It was pretty it's good. True. And if you talk yeah. to people in other countries, it's not always that way. In North America, we were chill. You know, but like I have friends who, you know, are in all areas of the world and civil war is a normal thing. War, famine, death. I mean, I'm not like a way to end this episode. Right. I know. But it's like, yeah, <laughs> this stuff is normal. <laughs> end it on but, a high note. <laughs> but, 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 but cycles, but cycles. We talked about cycles, cycles. at the beginning of this. We did. And we you are know? doing a cycle right now. Close you know, the yeah. loop. And so there's personal cycles that we're in. And I think more yeah. than anything, and maybe you tell me if you agree with me. We can't control the macro cycles, but we can certainly control the micro cycles, which is our individual, you know? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, that, That's it's, what we can it's control. A, it's more important than ever in times where the macro is going nutso to, um, to be internally secure, you know? Yeah. That, as possible. That is, that is so important as we go into phase six of ego death and actual <laughs> the death. death phase. The death yes. phase is, a, is upon us. Learn how to die. Take some DMT. Yeah. Well, I'll be either heading to Texas <laughs> or Florida at some point. I don't know how it's going to go in Oregon. It's very radical over here. Where uh, where can people learn more about your work? I know you have a book coming out. I know you have a personality yeah. or, or you have Entrepreneur Archetype, um, which is you, yep. like you've built a whole software platform. So, I mean, where can people learn about what you've yeah. been working on? Yeah. Check out um, – we changed the, the domain because it's hard to spell. So, iauniverse.io <laughs> is – if you want to learn what your entrepreneurial archetype is and we're releasing a – awesome entrepreneurial growth platform for business skills and personal skills, which is exactly what we've been talking about um, in the next couple of weeks. And then you can find me on Instagram at Amanda Bucci. Excellent. I, I, uh, I look forward to part two of this conversation where we can get even darker if you wish. I am super in. My friends, thank you so much for spending that time with me. And I really hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. And, you know, as I was saying in the intro, none of the stuff that we do in business matters if we're not mentally, emotionally, spiritually healthy. You know, this is what I've been talking about with NWP, you know, for the past few months now, this whole idea of the new wave, meaning not just your money being secure in these changing, you know, this changing situations in this changing world, but also your personal security, your emotional security, um, your spiritual security, all of that being part of the work that you do to develop yourself over these coming years is going to be so important. And if you're listening to this day, I hope that you're going to do at least one small thing just to bring yourself back to center when things get rough and get crazy. And in fact, in the coming episodes, I'm going to do an episode just on meditation and breath work. So I hope you're staying uh, tuned to the show and pay attention for that. If you haven't already, make sure you like and subscribe and leave a comment or a review on the podcast platform of your choice. It absolutely helps us to get the message out there. And you know, we're trying to make this happen. And if you haven't checked out my Substack, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and do that. NewWaveEntrepreneur.com is the link that you go to or is the site that you go to. The very first link on that website links to my Substack. And of course, we have 
all the free articles on there, all the free podcasts on there, like the one you're listening to now. But there's an entire growing community of people on the premium side who are hearing unlisted behind the scenes podcasts, who are plugged into our Discord community, who are accessing the free, well, courses, not free for premium members, the courses that I'm putting out uh, behind the wall for premium. And also we're doing merch drops in there, all these crazy stuff that are just really happening for premium members. And so that gives us the opportunity to actually develop this content rather than just putting it out on social and getting blocked, crammed, you know, spammed. Like I've been, you know, like it's been happening to me with Instagram. As you guys saw, I got, I got freaking shadow blocked the other day. So, uh, you know, I'm just kind of done with it. And I know that when I go to a community where really only the people who are really caring about my work are there, that's where I'm going to get the best results anyway. Not just trying to play to some algorithm on social, not just trying to pander to make sure I still get views, but really going with people who care about this stuff, who want to be on this new wave, who understand the changes that are happening and want to be a part of this. So I think that's you if you're listening to this. NewWaveEntrepreneur.com is where you go. Check out the Substack. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for you. So much love. Talk to you in the next episode. Um, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season if you're listening to this around the time I'm recording it. And I'll talk to you soon. The water is warm and the tide is rising.